It is straight up 4 o'clock on Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019. This is the LDS Live podcast. I'm Kevin Williams broadcasting or podcasting to you from Billings, Montana. I have a very special guest today named uh, Sherry. I keep wanting to call you Sheree, but it's Sherry. The reason I keep wanting to call you Sheree is because I know somebody who spells the name exactly the way you do, and his name is Sheree. But anyway, your name is Sherry, and you own a place called Sherry's Travel Spot, which, by the way, is C-H-E-R-I-S-T-R-A-V-E-L-S-P-O-T.com. Now, uh, Sherry, we're going to get into some topics here today. I want to talk about you and some other things. But first of all, I figured I would start this podcast in an unusual way. I've never done this before. Uh, Usually I start off talking about you, which we will do here shortly. But I want to read some quotes um, about what people have said on your website. First of all, we're uh, one particular individual. I did not write down names, by the way, but you'll be able to find these quotes on the website. Um, I love, I love Sherry's vacations. Hope to keep attending. Now there is one other quote here that I will read at the very last of my quotes, because I think it is quite humorous and I'm sure you do too, but let's keep going here with these other quotes. Sheree is kind, professional, and accommodating, and you can tell she loves her job. She she goes to great lengths, or she goes to great efforts to make sure the needs of her travelers are met. Another person said, first time on a cruise, it was awesome. Best time ever. I met a wonderful person that is starting to rock my world. Well, that's a good compliment, isn't it? It reminds me of that song, uh, Michael Jackson, You Rock My World. And the last quote that I think is uh, funny, I had a fantastic time. Great people, wonderful spaces equals so much fun. Probably never get married, so I can keep going on these. Now, I find that pretty humorous. I'll let you be the judge of that. Um, but, uh, so how, okay, let's talk about you for a few minutes and we'll talk about the cruise. You grew up in uh, San Francisco. We're at in San Francisco because I know some people there. So I actually grew up in East Bay. So, um, in a town called Newark. So it's just, is that by Pleasanton? Um, kind of, I'm probably about a half hour from 20 minutes, half hour from Pleasanton. We're not going to name drop on this podcast. I'll ask you after the podcast, but, uh, I don't do name dropping without someone's permission. So carry on. Um, yeah, just grew up up there. And what was life like for you growing up? Anything special, anything significant? No, not really. Just grew up in this uh, suburbia, I guess. Um, yeah, nothing too exciting. We just grew up playing sports. Hanging out with friends. <laughs> what kind of sports did you play? Did you play uh, sports in high school? Yes, I did. Um, yeah. And all growing up from when I was about four. Playing okay. soccer, softball, tennis, what else? swimming. So, yeah. Now, some people say life is hard growing up in a place where there's not very many members. Uh, I guess it depends on how you look at it. It can be. I was spending, I spent a lot of time in Arkansas. Uh, it was hard for me, but that was only because I stayed at the school and there was a lot of negative energy at that school. 
Uh, but once I got out of the school, out into the community, it was just fine. What was it like for you? Um, it was fine. I mean, that's all we knew. Um, yeah. I mean, there was probably 10 people in my graduating class that were LDS um, out of almost 600. Okay. So, yeah, very few. Um, but we all knew each other. We all talked. I mean, we didn't necessarily all hang out at school, but, mm -hmm. I mean, we were all friends and stuff, and we did stuff. Yeah. You know, one thing I have noticed living outside of Utah, uh, if you have the right attitude about it and certain restrictions are not put upon you, especially as a teenager, the opportunity of doing missionary work is great, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think with pretty much all aspects of life and everything that you do, it's all about your attitude. Um, if you go in with the right attitude, things are completely different than if you go in with the wrong one. I mean, yeah. It goes with traveling. People can come back from a place saying it was a horrible place, and others can go there and think it's the absolute best place. And a lot of the time, it's just your attitude when you're there. Yeah, it's all about self-fulfilling prophecy. Although, I have had cases where I went somewhere and did not want to go at all and <laughs> ended up liking it. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you're right. Ultimately, most of the time, it does come down to attitude. Mm -hmm. um, so what got, what, I know you got into this business because you wanted to travel with other LDS singles who live your standards. Was there an event that got you into this business? What actually triggered your inspiration to get into this? Well, it's kind of a funny story. Um, I had, was living in Hawaii. Um, where I lived, there was very, very few LDS singles. I mean, there was probably in my age range, probably two that I knew of on the island, <laughs> maybe three. <laughs> um, and I lived on a big island. Um, I had a friend from California that convinced me to go on one of the LDS singles cruises. Um, kind of was a little hesitant because just not knowing all the people. Um, and he convinced me to go. He's like, you'll have fun. It'll be good for you to get to know some, you know, LDS people. You've been, a, you know, away for a long time. So I took the jump and went on it. Um, and the people that I met on the trip uh, were looking for a travel agent to use for their trip the next year. And um, found out I was a part-time travel agent at the time, just kind of doing it on the side. Um, and the next year I ended up, you know, working with them to be the travel agent and the guy that was hosting it and putting it on had decided he had met somebody and decided not to do it. So kind of was like, Hey, my friend wants to still host, but he needs some help. Would you kind of like take it over? Um, and that's, it pretty much got handed to me and I just took it and I guess ran with it. Um, was like, okay, well, let's see how this goes. So what um, year was, Oh, keep going. Oh, that was five years ago. Okay, so right yeah. now it's 2019. Mm -hmm. So it must have been what, 2014, 2015? Yeah. Okay. And then did the first one, and it was just a cruise every January that they had been doing, and we just, just kind of had taken it over. And everybody was like, well, why aren't you doing more than this? Why is only this one? And so just started building up, making more than just the one trip. Um, so I did a couple years later to doing a Zion trip. Um, at that point, I moved back to the mainland um, from Hawaii. It's a lot easier to do the trips when you're not based in Hawaii. Um, the distance is a little hard when you're trying to get back and forth. Um, and my clientele is more out here versus 
back in Hawaii. Um, so came back out here and just started adding more and more trips, started doing a Zion trip every year, um, which is now coming to two trips every year. Um, added on a couple more cruises, started doing trips to Europe, um, Peru. We just did one to the Holy Land. Um, and it just, every year has built up to more and more trips. So it's been kind of, it's been very exciting. What year did you start doing the Zions trip? Because I remember getting emails about that uh, back as early as 2017. I'm sure it was before then. Um, I started doing it. So I've done it. This will be my fourth year doing it. Okay. So. Now, uh, what did you do for a living in Hawaii? Because you said you were a part-time travel agent. What else did you do? Um, I actually worked at a cattle ranch in HR and payroll. Um, so really? Very, very different than what I do now. But, I cannot um, picture you of being a rancher for some reason. <laughs> most can't. Um, I worked in the office, so it was very different moving out to Hawaii and ended up ending up working on a cattle ranch. Um, they used to tease me that, you know, I came from concrete instead of, you know, the country. So, um, but what I did loved you do it. on the ranch? I worked in HR and payroll, and then for a couple of years um, before I switched to payroll and HR, I was admin over livestock. Um, I just worked with the cowboys and the maintenance. I think you should work on the Bundy Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard of Clive and Bundy, haven't you? I have. I don't know too much about it. Oh, but... he's a member of the church. I did a whole bunch of podcasts about him. He had a standoff oh, no. with the government in Nevada. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, go, yeah, you can look up the rest of my podcast and go and find out about it. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, I always forget. I'll get. I'll put the contact info at the end of this podcast. I always forget to tell people how to reach me. This is why I need a new person to do my voiceovers. But anyway, yeah, uh, you'll find it very fascinating. I interviewed two people that were very close to the situation in Bunkerville. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, you've been doing these trips for quite a while. I assume you're still single. Yes, I am. Okay. So, uh, have you heard of any stories where people have met their eternal companion on these cruises or the Zion's trip? Um, we've probably had 20 couples so far, maybe 21. Wow. Um, that have gotten married since I started doing them. Um, How does that make you feel? Oh, it's the best feeling. I love when people connect and you know, you meet somebody, get married. I mean, sometimes you can see it on the trip. You're like, hmm, what if that's going to happen or not? Just, you can see the connection. Other times you get back and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> you knew they would become friends, but um, it's always exciting. Um, I know quite a few couples that, uh, one of the couples from the, I think the first trip I did got married and they've got two kids now. I stay in touch with them there just absolutely amazing and a lot of the times it's people that live in different states that you know if they hadn't been to something that brought the two of them onto a trip or somewhere they probably wouldn't have met because they weren't in the same location um just had another couple that just got married a couple months ago he lived in virginia she lived in utah so um, wow. It's always exciting. It's very exciting to see people connect. It reminds stuff. me of a song, uh, No More Long Distance Love Affairs by Sheena Easton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, so that's exciting. Now, uh, do you personally keep in touch? Uh, have you made any lifelong friends you've kept in touch with thanks to these cruises? Oh, yes, a ton. Um, some of my closest friends I've met from these trips. Um, I grew up knowing people in the church, but didn't hang out with them that much. Um, most yeah. of the people I know now are from one of the trips or another. Um, They're from I, where? From the trips. Mo oh, okay. Yeah, pretty much most of my closest friends. Um, I've got friends all over the world now from going on the trips. One of my closest friends lives in England, and we tried a couple times a year meet up somewhere. Um, so it's always exciting. And a lot of the times when people come back onto another trip, it's almost like a reunion because you haven't, you know, if you don't live in the same area, you haven't seen them since the last one. So it's always fun to get back in touch and see people and just spend time with them. But a lot of people, they just meet, I mean, even if you're not meeting, you didn't meet that one, you will come away with just some amazing, amazing lifelong friends. What kind of people go on these cruises? Uh, different types. What, what kind of people have you noticed that go on these uh, cruises for single people? Um, all types. A lot of it is just people that it can be somebody that just wants, doesn't know many people. They're new to an area or they just came back to church and they just don't know anybody or they had just gotten divorced and are trying to just meet, make some friends. Sometimes it's, they see a trip and it's somewhere they've wanted to go and they just don't want to go alone um and you know maybe all their friends can't go so they're like oh i've always wanted to go to the holy land you know what i'm just going there's a group of people going they're lds as well so i can go and get to know some more people but go somewhere that i've been dreaming to go and it's that security that you're going with a group you're not just going by yourself so you you're not just kind of out there hoping wandering around trying to figure everything out on your own. You've got a good network that's with you. Yeah, I have never been on a cruise. My sister, my uh, youngest sister, I'm the youngest in the family, but my youngest sister told me once I should go on a cruise. I'm really thinking about going on one of your cruises next year, by the way. I assume you're oh, doing good. the one to British Columbia again next year. Well, probably will. Um, every year... Lots of times we end up doing something real similar. Um, we mix it up, so each year is a little bit different, but we'll see. Yeah. I know we have the Alaska one this year. Um, if we do Alaska again next year, it could just be a different itinerary. Um, just maybe go round trip Seattle versus doing a one-way voyage. Maybe we'll do the one-way again. We shall yeah. Uh, what is the most, oh, well, before I get in, go there, uh, so, most of the people who go on these cruises, I assume, are from the U.S. and Canada. Am I correct? Because you said that you made a friend from England. Are there quite a few people all over the world on these cruises? We do get a majority are from the U.S. Um, we get a handful from Canada, um, and we get a, a handful that are coming from Europe, anywhere from the U.K. over to Europe. We've had people from China, Australia, um, just all different places as they hear about it. If people are coming from the UK, that means they can get away from Brexit. <laughs> uh, we won't go there. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's, that's very interesting. Now, because I serve my mission in Canada, I'm a little biased here. Where in Canada are most of the people who come on these cruises? A lot are from Alberta. 
Um, we get a lot from Edmonton and Calgary. Um, have a, had a few from um, Vancouver. Mm -hmm. uh, but most in those areas, I think okay. we did have one from Nova Scotia before. Now, not that the how do people find out about these cruises? Because I found out through an email. I think you got mine from LDS Linkup when I was there. I I don't even think they're there anymore, are they? I think they gave you a bunch of emails and yeah, I can see how you got mine because I put a single, so I, I'm sure that's how you how you got my address. Uh, we worked with LDS Link Up on one of our trips. So it was could have been from the one that we were Oh, I can't remember what year it was, but it was a couple of years back. We had worked yeah. with them. Um, and then it could be from, we'll do promotions. Um, people will just Google LDS Vacations or LDS Singles, and the website will pull up that way as well. Um, a lot of it's from word of mouth. Um, and then just on Facebook from seeing the different events and we try to post in a lot of the groups, there's different things that are going on so that people can find out about it. Um, and we try to, and it, at the conferences and stuff, try to reach out to people at those as well. So it could be from a flyer that will from one of the events, um, a Facebook advertisement, um, just hearing it from a friend, you know, searching it on the internet, just looking for something. There's lots of different ways people find us. Yeah. Um, so have, have you thought about going to, I know you went to a conference this weekend in Los Angeles. Is that why you went was to promote the business? Cause I would have. Yeah, but it was okay. partially that and always just to connect with people that I haven't seen. It's right next to where I live. It's only an hour yeah. from my house. So it was just fun. Uh, there's always a bunch of people that have been on past trips. So it's always good to reconnect with them. And I'm also single, so I do like yeah. to go to them and meet Speaking people. Speaking of so. singles conferences, there is one in Huntington Beach, I understand, in May. Yes, there is. And I'm actually on the committee. Oh, are you? <laughs> yes, I am. We'll um, have to talk. A friend of mine's trying to get me to go. I just don't know if I can get down there in May. I'll have to check and see. But, uh, yeah, so have you thought yes. about going to Salt Lake and other singles conferences to promote the business? Because uh, I think that'd be a very good opportunity to set up a table. At one yep, of and depending on when they do the conferences, I've done the one in Salt Lake two years ago. Last year I wasn't able to, and I'll probably have somebody go out for me this year because it ends up being right at the end of our Alaska cruise. So I won't be able to since I'll be on a cruise with that. But I'll probably have somebody out there, if not, if not just passing out flyers, um, meeting with people, different ways like that. But, and we've got a couple other ones that are coming up, That one in uh, South Carolina, a big mega conference next month that will be you know, going out and uh, promoting there. Um, and usually we try to find out when some of the conferences are coming up, but if I can get out to it, then I try to head out to it and stuff. Now, there are L other LDS cruise lines, I understand, or cruise companies. Are you in competition with them? I guess we could say we're in competition if we're doing the same thing, but there's enough people that are out there looking to go places that... Yeah. It's, I mean, if they can't go on one of the ones that I put on, hopefully one of the ones that they have will work for them. But yeah. um, I know those only, a lot of the times they're putting on LDS vacations. So it's not many that are doing more of the singles ones. So, mm -hmm. and I know the ones that I do are a little bit different, just the things that I've been adding over the years to it, just because I'm focusing on the LDS singles versus yeah. focusing them on, you know, 
just a trip for anybody. Yeah, there's lots of different types of cruises out there. Um, so yeah, I, I, from what I, I haven't read anything bad about your cruises at all. Uh, I'm really anxious to see, and I'm hoping I can go next year because I think it'd be really fascinating. What is the uh, age range of most people that go on your cruises? Most of the time, it's from 25 to 45. Okay. Um, we have looking at doing one again that will be 40 and over to kind of reach the more of the singles group versus the mid singles of the YSA. Um, probably will end up having one that is more YSA geared as well. Just to, you know, a lot of the trips are open to all ages. And then every once in a while, we'll have one that's more geared to one age range just to, you know, people are really trying to connect with those age ranges. But. Yeah. Do you think the, uh, not that it matters, but do you think the general authorities know about your cruises just because, not that it matters, but I just wonder if you've ever gotten a call from them saying congratulations or whatever. No, I haven't. <laughs> I probably wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, oh, thanks. Um, no, I haven't. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny. I haven't heard from them. Um, I mean, I've just heard from like my bishopric and my oh, yeah. state presidency. Just they tease me um, about it because they've got me on the activities committee and they got me on the conference committee. And we just joke about my life as events. <laughs> yeah. Now instead of just. What is your favorite cruise that you've put on, your favorite uh, LDS singles cruise? Oh, probably the, well, it kind of depends. Um, probably my all-time favorite was when we did the Mediterranean and we left from Athens and then ended in Barcelona. And it was a 10-day cruise. And most people did it as a 14-day trip. We spent two extra days in Athens and two extra days in Barcelona. Um, it was just with the stops and the history in Europe and stuff. It was absolutely amazing. Um, we had a phenomenal group that was on it. Um, just great activities, just great connections with the people that were on it. It was just a great time. Is um, that the one that uh, where you took the photos where there's uh, ruins and temples? Is that that one that you're? There was talking? lots of ruins and temples on that one. We've been to a few places that have those, so I'm not sure. Okay. Depending. Yeah, there was one on the photo. There was one on uh, the photo. Now you do, uh, just so the audience knows, you do uh, all kinds of events on these cruises. You do uh, dance lessons, shore excursions. Uh, you also do theme nights. Yeah, go ahead and you can go ahead and dive into <laughs> any one of those events if you want to, to explain how they work, because I'm sure that would be fascinating. Yeah, it's, it's fun, um, especially people that haven't been on one of the trips when they hear out that we have, you know, three or four theme nights on the trips that kind of makes them go, what? Um, the theme nights are a great way to just have some fun. Um, we will always take one of the formal nights and we make a twist on it. It could be like a Roaring Twenties um, or the Masquerade, um, just different things, black and white, just to mix it up a little bit. Um, with the other theme nights, we've done superheroes, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, lots of redone. Uh, we did a onesie on one of the last ones. And it just kind of gets people a little bit out of their comfort zone. Um, everybody else on the ship does not know what's going on with our group, and they're very entertained by us. <laughs> and they just they can't wait every, every day at dinner to see what we're dressed up as. Um, but everybody just has a great time with it. And, 
from like even if it's a superhero night you could have somebody that just walks in with a t-shirt with um, a superman logo and then somebody that will go in full batman gear you know um and it's interesting just to see where people take it and then there's always people that don't dress up at all and then just have fun laughing at a lot of times the ones that don't dress up next time we're like okay next time i'm dressing up just because it was so much fun but they didn't really know how to take it you know beforehand um but either way you know you don't you don't feel like you're out of place doing dressing up or not dressing up because we've got people doing everything yeah do you ever get uh you said that people watch you at dinner to see what you're dressed up and do you ever get people on the the ship because obviously that ship i don't know how many people those ships sold probably hundreds of people Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever get people asking what are these group of people all about or whatever? Oh yeah, we get it all the time. Um, one of the things that we do with dinner, uh, besides that we're doing theme nights, we, I rotate the tables every night. So depending on the size of the group, they get rotated in different ways. We, the goal is to make people <laughs> kind of force them to meet new people every night. So you're not just yeah. with that same group of friends every night. You're going to be sitting with a new group of people. You usually have your one roommate with you, um, but everybody else at the table will be different. So it gives you that opportunity to really meet other people and not just stay in that little comfort zone or just your friends. Yeah. Um, and because we're already we're switching everybody around at dinner and then we're dressed in costumes <laughs> other people on the ship are like they'd always come up to us because we're on the front just if somebody forgot what table they're supposed to be at well you know directing them with the list of you know hey at this table tonight at this one and somebody will always come up to us and go okay what is going on like what are you guys and you know they just laugh they think it's amazing uh, a lot of them have you know like well how do we want themes like this just because it's fun. It just gets you doing something a little bit different and just being a kid again. Um, so people really like it. But they do, they do get very entertained by us. <laughs> and every day they're like, what are you guys doing tomorrow? I can't wait. So it's exciting. Yeah. Um, I think How- of some of the other things that we do on the trips. We do. Oh, I know uh, you do speed dating. I saw uh, that on the website. Sometimes we do speed dating. Uh, it just depends on the trip. Sometimes okay. we'll do, majority of the time we do a game called Singled Out, and there will be at least two couples that win a date. Um, it's just a fun night, game show night. It's always been a big hit. Um, people enjoy just kind of watching what happens, who gets eliminated and who doesn't, and is somebody getting saved because somebody wants somebody, you know, to win the date with that person. But it's always good fun. Um, we lots of times we'll also do a private karaoke night. Um, and the hosts on the ship, cause, um, for the karaoke night, we always have to hire a, a host from the cruise line to put it on. And they are blown away every single time. They're like, this is the best group we've ever had. One, they're sober. They're not drunk. Yeah, and they can. Which there sing. is a lot of drinking going on in these cruises, other yeah. other than the LDS singles, obviously. Yeah, and it's just we've got a fun group of people that are out there just having a good time, and they're just so not used to it. They're not used to having a group that's sober, that's laughing, that's just having good fun. Um, and every time, it's just really neat to see them, and they start asking questions like, "Wait a minute, okay, what are you guys?" who are you guys? And it's, you know, just bringing up different opportunities every time just to kind of 
tell them about us. Found it. Uh, these cruises an opportunity to do missionary work. I'm sure it's happened. Oh yeah, not just We've, with you, but other folks on the ship. Yeah, and we have lots of times somebody that'll come on the trip that's not LDS that comes with us. Um, sometimes not knowing that they're coming on an LDS one, they just they don't know what LDS stands for, so they're just like, oh, I saw a singles cruise, so they come, and they love it. They are just blown away by the incredible people that are on it, and they keep coming back. Um, we always joke that we have a token. Um, non-LDS people that come along with us all the time. And we'll see what happens with any of them. But just, you know, we do meet just different people on the ship as well. And they just love hanging out with us. And at night, you know, after all, all the activities that we're doing, everybody goes dancing. All, you know, big chunk of the group will go out to the dance club. And we just take over the dance club. Because, you know, you have 100 LDS singles that show up in the club. And lots of times in the clubs on the ships, there's only a few people that are actually out dancing. Um, it's really slow and they don't really, you know, they're always trying to get people to come. And then you have our big group that go, comes in, just takes over. And they don't know what's going on because all of a sudden the dance club is packed. Tons of people there and there's nobody at the bar. And they're just like, what oh, wow. is going on? <laughs> because we don't drink. So yeah. they'll end up putting just water jugs out for us because they're just like, okay, this is strange. Like they love it because it's packed and it's got the energy and it's fun, but it's so not what they're used to. And they're now, always like, come back, come back, hang out with us. You guys are awesome. But, obviously, uh, people are expected to live LDS standards. What happens if you get one of the outliers in the group that isn't? What do you do then? Because I'm sure it's happened. Um. I don't, well, we just, if there's anything that happens that we don't agree with, I mean, I'll end up talking to somebody and be like, hey, you know, this is not okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, obviously, it's not a church functioned event. Mm -hmm. So it's, I would never kick somebody else, somebody out. They're welcome to come. Uh, we want to make sure everybody feels welcome. But if they're doing things that are, make other people uncomfortable, you know, unfortunately, I will have to say something just because it's, you know, it's the situation. It's so rare that there's ever been a situation that I've become aware of that would need, you know, coming to me having to go up and say something to somebody. Yeah. Like, this is not okay. Um, like, you need to, you know, it's only happened a very few times. And how time. did, what happened when it did happen? Did they conform or what? Usually they just were like, okay, I'm so sorry, you know. And they, you know, just kind of chill out. Um, sometimes, I mean, there's probably things that have happened that I don't know about. Um, and I have, you know, obviously people have free will to do what they want. Um, but we do tell everybody, you know, we want to keep within the LDS standards, you know. Um, please no drinking, please no drink, you know, none of this stuff. You know, and we just, we've always had such a good group of people that are understanding and willing to do it. And they, they're not there to make anybody uncomfortable. Um, if they, once I have talked to somebody, it's like, hey, this, lots of times they'll not even realize they've got to the point that, you know, they realize that they're doing something that's, because they'll just go joking around, having fun, goofing off. And, you know, it's like, hey, and then they've always been really cool about it. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, so uh, 
I anticipate you'll be doing these uh, cruises. Now, uh, one thing I did want to get into is you don't just do single cruises. I understand on the website, you help people plan vacations and family reunions. Tell us a little bit about that. So I always have clients, um, lots of times, I mean, it's been more and more people that have been on one of the trips that are like, oh, I loved what you did. You know, you're great. Can, you know, my family is looking to do a family reunion. Can you help us out? Um, I am a travel agent. So besides doing, you know, putting together the LDS Seagulls trips, I can always do any other type of trips as well. Um, sometimes if it's a really crazy busy time, I will have to tone somebody down. It's like, sorry, I just don't have time. But, you know, as much as I can, I'm more than happy. And I do. One of the girls that has been on multiple trips with us, um, we're doing, you know, had set up a family reunion and they leave next month. Um, and then I've done multiple of those. I've done a few, you know, honeymoons and stuff for people and just different things. So um, we are going to, one of the other things that I will be starting pretty soon is couples trips. Um, we've had a lot of people get married and a lot of people that they just keep, they don't want to stop going on vacation. Um, so they're like, hey, can you start doing a couples one every year so we can still go and not feel like they're that awkward married couple that's just trying to hang out with all the single people because they still want to go on vacation. They don't want to feel yeah. like they just got excluded from everything because they got married. I, mean, oh yeah, I, I was going to ask you, if you ever got married, would you feel awkward putting on these cruises for single people? Would you handle it and have someone else do it? Because that might put you in an awkward situation, possibly. No, I personally, for me, I wouldn't feel awkward. Um, I feel like I have a different role on the trips. Um, I would still probably host some of the trips, um, but I would also have, other people host some of them as well. Um, currently, I do hire people to help host trips because um, the more and more trips that I've been putting on, I can't be on everything, unfortunately. Yeah. I would love to, but I would be gone <laughs> more than I am right now. Um, so I would love to still go on some of them, but I want to you know, have other people help host them and stuff. And Yeah, so... Uh... Well, you're a travel agent. A lot of people think, and I, I thought this way too, that the travel agents are obsolete because everything is done now over the internet. What does a travel agent still do besides put on cruises? Because everything is so electronic now. You have Priceline.com and everything else. Um, a lot of the times with travel agents, um, well, one, you have the clients that they just don't want to look they don't want to research. They don't have the time to do it. They don't know what they're looking for. So they want someone to help them out. Um, so there are quite a bit of travel agencies still out there. Um, a lot of travel agencies, especially like mine, I have a niche. Um, I work with, I do group LDS singles trips. So it's not like somebody going and booking a cruise. You're booking onto a group. Um, you cannot have anybody to room with, and I do roommate matching, so you could obviously have a roommate so you don't have to get your own cabin. You could share it with somebody else to help split the costs. Um, so it's one of the benefits of doing it with a group, like the way that I do it at least, is I will, I mean, I have no problem matching you with roommates if you are looking for that. Um, we do all the extra activities and stuff, 
that aren't included if you just go on a regular cruise. Um, so there's a lot of added features. Um, so I get people like, well, what's the difference if I book a Caribbean cruise versus booking one with you? And it just comes down to the group. You're with a big group of people and you've got a lot of added features and added benefits that you wouldn't have if you just went on a cruise by yourself. So. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, someone was calling my name. Uh, I know it sounded very unprofessional on the podcast, but anyway, um, well, that's so most of your travel agent is spent booking singles cruises. Yeah. Well, and it, not even just the cruises, like the Zion trip is a weekend getaway um, that's all land-based. We just did one to the Holy Land that was land-based. Um, and then we've done Peru, which obviously is land-based as well. And it's hiking and, you know, going out to Machu Picchu and stuff. So there will be always be cruises, but there will be other options as well. Because, you know, there's always people that they don't want to do a cruise. It's just not up their alley. Um, and some people can't get away for seven days or eight days or five days. You know, they can, like Zion walks out for a lot of people, but they can do a weekend. Um, they just can't do a week or longer than that for different reasons um and then some of the other ones that we've been looking at is just doing even a weekend cruise out of here out of la here just to give those that can't take a week off that opportunity to still come and hang out and get to know people and stuff and have that experience it's a good test of tour cruise too um to see if they like the you know getting on a ship and getting on and off and stuff like that but yeah. Well, uh, before I ask you the final question here, is there anything else that I haven't covered that you want to cover? Um, I don't know. We just got lots of different things coming up. So. Yeah. What do you I have coming up? You have the cruise to Alaska. You have the uh, uh, the cruise to what? Uh, somewhere Costa Rica, I think it is. No, we have one to New England and Canada in, in October. So the Alaska one is the end of the July. Um, New England and Canada is the beginning of October. Um, it is the fall foliage. So they do it out of um, Manhattan and it goes up into, um, goes to Boston and up into, oh my gosh, Portland, Maine. Um, you go to St. John and Halifax and it gives you, it's right when all the changing of the colors. So it's absolutely gorgeous to see everything up there. Plus you get some U.S. history versus, you know, we go up to, <laughs> we go out to Europe all the time. We get to see the history over there. It's, you can get some of the history from here. You're taking um, a cruise up to Halifax? Yep. That's where I served my mission. Oh, nice. Very when cool. is that? Yeah, that one's October 6th, it leaves. Oh, wow. Yep. That should, where are you leaving from? From Manhattan. In New York. Oh, okay. Yep. So you probably won't be on the boat for very long. Just a couple days. Yeah, so it's a seven-day cruise, um, and then we're in four different ports. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have two days at sea. Fascinating. Yeah, and then we have a, a trip down to Cuba and the Bahamas in November, and then the big cruise every January, it's, it's kind of been our largest cruise every year, is to the Caribbean. We're doing the Southern Caribbean in January, and we always have a couple hundred people on that one, so it's fun. All right. Very good. Uh, anything else uh, you want to cover? Um, not that I can think of. If you have questions, just give me a call. Let All right. Uh, real quick here. Um, what is your favorite part about being LDS? My favorite part about being LDS? 
I've never had been asked that question before. Oh. Um, I was like, that's my favorite part. Peace. Um, I was inactive at one time and it was always something missing. Mm-hmm. And I don't have that since I've come back. How long were you inactive for? Uh, about eight years. Oh, really? What got you yeah. back in? Just, I always knew I was going to. It was just oh. doing it. Okay. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very good. Yeah, I was inactive for a while, too. Got back in. Yeah. Something. Well, I can tell you my story, I guess. I was uh, dating a girl who, without mentioning names, uh, said she was active. Come to find out she wasn't. But I thought, you know what? This is good for me. I've been a member since I was little. I'll just keep going back regardless of what happened in the relationship. Uh, your story may not be as dramatic. I don't know. But uh, anyway, it's ironic because most people who date someone that's active or whatever, and then that person was inactive, once the relationship's over, they get out. Well, I never got out after that. So I mm-hmm. guess that is a twist on it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, all right. It's uh, different on what they go through, but. Yeah, by the way, uh, Sherry, any predictions you want to come up with for General Conference? Any changes? I try not to speculate. (laughs) No, I would never want to try to guess on that. It'll be interesting to see what happens, though. It's interesting being outside of Utah and Idaho, possibly parts of Arizona and Nevada, when conference weekend is going on, you kind of feel out of place in the mission field, don't you, when conference weekend's going on? Um, I don't know. I've never, I've never really been there for it. I mean, I've gone to see it a couple times. but Well, I, I could just tell you, uh, in Utah, most of Idaho, it's like a holiday. I don't know so much about uh, probably parts of Arizona, like Mesa or whatever, sure. But then you get out to Little Rock, Arkansas, where conference was going on. I thought, no, oh, this is weird. People ask, what are you doing this weekend? I had a little explaining to do because nobody knew what conference was. And then I was, you know, you know uh, out in the mission field, you have to work or do things. So you bring your iPhone and listen to the conference uh, with your earbuds or whatever. and. Uh, you just keep thinking, I wish I was back in Utah where it was kind of like a holiday. And you realize people around you have no idea what you're doing or what you're talking about. Yeah, so that's kind of how I grew up. Nobody knew, so yeah, it's more unusual when everybody does know. Did you listen to conference on the radio growing up, or did you just have to go to a stake center? We went to the stake center. Well, to okay. our chapel. They would show it at our chapel. Okay. There actually was, I don't mean to get too off topic, there actually was a radio station in San Francisco carrying the LDS radio network in 92, 93, 94, probably up until about 96, and you had to order a special radio to get it because it was on one of those subcarrier channels. Uh, I don't think very many people knew that, though. Well, no, I had no idea. Yeah, they didn't publicize it very well. Yeah. Well, I'm going to end the conference. By the way, we will meet next week.
and talk about conference. In the meantime, I will talk to you all later, folks.